Hello, Probert. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast that's brought to you by two of the greatest former MIBs known in the universe. One half of this duo is known in these parts as Kevin, but across the cosmos, they know and fear him as Kevin the Grey, aka Greynuts the Brave, aka Greybeard the Tall. <laughs> Massive. Uh, yeah, you need to stop calling me Greynuts because you're going to manifest again. Call you tall, so try and manifest that as well. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I just left that bit. And the other half is your host for this week, myself, Granny Moonwalker, a.k.a. Walker of Moons. Many moons. Many, many moons. Mr. Moonwalker has seen many moons. Many, many moons. Do you know, as a tall person, there are many things in life that you do not get the opportunity to appreciate. As a smaller person, if you are walking through a busy area such as a town centre or supermarket, people will walk straight into you, literally not seeing you. I've seen that happen. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that as a tall person. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were about to tell a story of how it happened to you. (laughs) Greybeard the tall son. Reaching items off the top shelves, also in supermarkets, can be difficult. But you can fit in small places. Many, many moons. This week, we are <laughs> heading back. <laughs> this week, we are heading back to Brazil. The year Ooh. is 1977, and we're visiting the island of Calaras to investigate what the Brazilians call Chupa Chupa. Chupa Chupa sounds like a lollipop. Does indeed. Chupa Chups. Whenever I hear Brazil, and this is not just specific to the podcast, but in wider life, my mind immediately goes to Marinho from the Virginia case. That's not where I was going at all. That's just where my mind automatically goes every time. That is Brazil to me now, apparently. (laughs) Mine just goes yellow, blue, green. Literally colours appear. What was the name of the island? Calares. (laughs) Calares appear. Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. Fuck. Like I said a second ago, it's Colonel 19... Fuck sounds like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about something very similar once? Well, I say that. I've got the idea in my mind. You don't know where I'm going with this yet. But um, the superhero saving a bank. Yes, Is it did. the shag? <laughs> Fear just shagging like a pneumatic drill. That would be the superpower. I think... That was during the Shag Harbour episode. Shag Harbour, baby! Might not have been. Bane's first appearance. Like I said, probably about ten minutes ago now, it's 1977. I've decided I just don't want to do this episode. (laughs) August 1977, to be exact. It was a clear black night. That's not clear then, is it? A clear white moon when several strange luminous objects started to appear over some of the small towns. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets. These strange objects were reportedly shooting people with thin rays. Anyone that was hit by the rays fainted. When they awoke, 
Each person said that it felt like the ray that hit them removed their blood. Right. Two things. One, how the hell would anyone know what that feels like? What the hell would it feel like to have your blood removed? You'd be dead, wouldn't you? Well, you would. I think what they're describing is extreme fatigue. That's a really unusual way to describe (laughs) extreme fatigue. Maybe they've had their blood taken before and they just felt all weak. Because when you lose a lot of blood, you just feel like, yeah. Yeah. um, When I was younger, I had to have some, well, yeah, but that's a different story. I was having checks on a potential blood disorder for a good while. And I had my blood taken an awful lot. Never had a problem with it. No issues with needles. But one time out of the probably 30, 40 times I was having my blood taken, I don't know why, but I just ne- I went to stand up afterwards and I just nearly collapsed and passed out. Never happened to me before or since, but it's an unusual sensation. Don't remember what the point of that was now. Were you surrounded by people in white coats at this time? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> one person in a white Were coat. Were you slabbed? Ah, oh, shit. It's all coming back to him now. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. The only time in my life that has happened. Uh, my other, I forgot I had a second point, didn't I? Which is technically my first point. This has gone from zero to 100 pretty quick. We, You've told us we're in a country. Calares. And then we've already got people a UFO shooting up. people. And, yeah, where's the build? You've gone straight to the climax. August 1977 This is like your typical one night build. stand. The date was the build. <laughs> That's a very, very quick build. I don't know if this was a typo or if this is his name. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it should be Manuel, but it's Manuel. So I'm just going to call him Manuel. Manuel! Yao de Filo was a 44-year-old fisherman at the time. And one early morning, he was taking a brisk stroll. A tiny little jaunt with some friends to spend the day at sea fishing. Ooh, friends! Fishing friends! <laughs> so I heard you say, ooh, friends, I knew there was going to be a picture of the in-betweeners. The UK in-betweeners. Is there an American in-betweeners? There is. The UK in-betweeners, the original. I think it lasted half a season. In the research notes, that, that episode. If anyone wants to understand what it's really like to be a British teenager slash young adult, watch the in-betweeners. It's so accurate. I was just trying to think, is it though? It really is. And then the more I thought about, yeah. Even the extreme stuff that happens, things like that did happen. Mm Mm-hmm. The, uh... (laughs) The French exchange student. (laughs) I was going to say the moment that, um, he was on the toilet and they hopped over with camera phones and took, started taking pictures. Yeah. That 100% would have happened if that technology was available when we were that age. We sound really fucking people old People used now. to hop over toilets with wet tissue paper and sh- throw it at the people on the toilet. That is true. But yeah, camera phones weren't as accessible now then as or they then are. as yeah. they are now, I should say. We're fucking old. <laughs> we lived through stuff. We've seen things. Ah, the first camera phones we got. Oh, that was fun. It was well, whenever in- I think back to that, I think of this movement. <laughs> Camera phones were a novelty at first. You'd never had <laughs> the opportunity to have a camera on you before, so you would just film everything. And because they're all Nights effed out. up and sort of old technology by this point, the frame weight would skip and whatnot. 
So you'd watch the videos back and it was all choppy. <laughs> Before they got to their boats, above them on Rio Novo Beach, they spotted an umbrella-like object hovering about four meters from the ground. From the underneath, from the underneath, from underneath the umbrella-like object came a vivid white light. In the underground. But there was no sound. They watched on as the object silently made its way in the opposite direction towards Macadina, turning off the light as it went. I'll be completely honest. Because we went on a massive side tangent about camera phones and the in-betweeners, I've forgotten who they are. <laughs> All I can remember at this point is there's a UFO that's firing beams at someone. Manuel and there was Manuel a and his friends. Friends! Okay. Well, I'm just trying to remember. Who was Macadino? It's a place. Oh. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Umbrella-like. Was it the size of an umbrella? Was, um, was it an umbrella? Don't say. Or doesn't say. I feel a fear. I don't know if that would be creepier. A floating umbrella mm. in the sky. <laughs> that is pretty creepy. Just making its own way. I suppose it's possible if the wind was going the right speed to get the initial uplift. In a straight line? With a beam of... Well, wouldn't have a beam of light coming out, but... Yeah, if an umbrella would just... Up. Just start making its way. I'd be looking for Mary Poppins. I know you're here, bitch. <laughs> I don't want my medicine. The next night, Kolaris was visited again. A blue ball flew over the local football field, <laughs> lighting up all the trees around it as it passed before making its way to the town centre. You said blue ball. This was spotted by Senor Zacharias. Senor. Senor Sebastian Vernick Miranda, also known as Zizi, Sedan. describes his experience like so. I am not putting a voice on, so do not prepare yourself <sighs> I for I thought it. you turned a corner after last time. You put on <coughs> so many wonderful accents. I feel like you've lost your smile now. Fuck off. <laughs> How many years was he out for? It's uh, a few months. He just didn't want to drop the title at Mania. Oh, it's months. Yeah. Okay, well... Maybe I'll come back in a few months and I'll uh, do the voices. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> not the voice I was expecting. It's not going to be the voice anyway. I was there with my wife, Palmyra. She was looking beautiful as ever. Sexy. Dressed in a long, flowing red and blue dress. I remember it like it was yesterday. The long, flowing black hair. The shimmer of her pearl earrings and the knocking sound of her peg leg that it would make over the cobbled stones in front of the church on the seafront. Did not see that coming as I was swallowing my latte. <laughs> God damn, that went down the wrong hole. I apologise for that sound. At about 8pm, whilst I stared longingly at the sweet wooden peg, we were disturbed by an intensely vivid orange light from the sea which headed towards the town. Is this an actual quote? <laughs> As it approached us, it climbed and then rapidly vanished towards the inner part of the island. As I stared at her peg, Samar. It was a legit quote from intensely vivid orange light from the sea which headed towards the town. 
<laughs> so this was and the, the 8 p.m. at the church. I kind of just had fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> I deliberately tried to catch you with the peg leg. <laughs> so I tried to put so much detail in before it. And just drop that. Uh, <laughs> um. So yes, that did actually happen. Just the descriptive. So we've got a rapidly climbing slash moving umbrella in essence. No, this is totally another part. Huh? These are all different people's accounts. Of the same object though, surely? No. So it's... Different objects. Uh, well, that's less convincing then. Could it not have been an orange umbrella? Could have been. I'm back in. <laughs> I suppose we never got a colour from the uh, from Manuel. Yeah, I've, I'm trying to think of theories other than just... Aliens? No, no. UFOs? <laughs> You're in? I can't help you there. Um, uh, natural phenomena, meteors... Uh, the optical illusions of having water particles in the air as day turns to night. Mirage. Pig legs. That, that wasn't in the sky, was it? Was it? That's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> a barber, Carlos Cardoso. Carlos Cardoso <laughs> de Paula had a much closer encounter with these strange objects than most. Whilst everyone was asleep, he was having his last dirty smoke of the night when he says that suddenly a ball of fire entered the house. It began shooting round and round the room and then finally stopped, coming close to him whilst he was on his hammock. It ran up his right leg, stopping at the knee. Hello. As it did this, it never touched him. That's what he said in court. It, it then shot over to the other leg. Carlos suddenly began to start feeling sleepy and feeble. This caused him to drop the cigarette out of his hand and let out a yell. This woke up everyone in the house and the ball of fire vanished as rapidly as it had arrived. Carlos thinks that it was looking for a vein, like cocaine but couldn't manage to do so. I added cocaine. <clears throat> okay, that made me immediately more suspicious of Carlos, especially when you said he was having a dirty smoke to begin with. Smoking's dirty. So we've got a sexually wandering light. That is quite unusual. And he was feeling I mean, feeble, so then that blood loss... If it was looking for a vein, it could have been looking for a fix. Doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it's dirty. Getting a fix, sucking off Carlos. Mm-hmm. It's going straight to the source. Of the life essence? Well, that would be blood, so yes. <laughs> but would it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, move on, move on! <laughs> Raimondo Costa Light was with his buddy old pal, Bikesino, who went to go fishing at 4am. Ray claims that Baxino called to him saying, Look, there it is. There it is, motherfucker. Before legging it, leaving Ray on the beach. The object he describes was a craft, which was the size of a helicopter. It made zero noise and wasn't flying very high. Ray says it was so close that he could have taken a pot shot at it if he had had a gun with him. Damn. 
he says that he was terrified when it seemed to turn on a searchlight and aim down at the beach, sweeping around, illuminating everything in its path. He says that it was easier for him to see it because the object had several small reddish lights beneath the front of it. He believes that something was on the ground and it was searching for it. Okay, so we've got some consistencies in terms of the lights being seen and the colour of the lights, but some inconsistencies in terms of the shape. Um, I'm looking for the umbrella here and we've lost the umbrella. We've lost the umbrella completely. But who's to say it's just one Maybe, maybe the chupa chupa is an umbrella shaped lollipop essence floating around. And this is the mothership trying to pick up the chupa chupa. Possible. It's it's looking for its kid. (laughs) It's kid. I got kids, man. It's looking for the chupa chupa. Size of a helicopter that would that would appear to be larger than an umbrella as well. I'm aware you didn't suggest the umbrella was umbrella sized earlier, but it is now. <laughs> I'm just filling in the blanks here. Ray was scared that it would touch him, and states that although he was in poor condition physically, he was still able to run quite a distance away before Bikesino came back to help him. The object came from the sea. And headed towards the inner part of the island. Now, that's a few of them we've had that have uh, come from the sea and headed inward or inland. Did it come out of the sea or just from the sea's direction? What's the difference? Well, did it... What's the difference? submersed in the water and it popped out of the water? Define submersed within the water. Was it underwater? Did it go underwater? They didn't see it from underwater. They just saw it from that direction. So we don't know that it came from the water. No, we don't. We We can't clarify any Little Mermaid related theories. And you've slapped a picture from, I believe, is that War of the Worlds? The model one with Tom Cruise? No. It's not? The Incredibles. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so real. So very real. I put that in because my recollection of the film, I'm pretty sure that comes out of the sea and then goes in. But did it come out of the sea or just the direction of the sea? Came out of the sea. Ah, but did this. (laughs) So on October 20th, three women were hit in the titties by the beams of light. Titty slap. All three. (laughs) Why was that delayed fucking? All three women were said to have been overcome by tremendous nervous tension and felt like they were constantly being hit with electric shocks. That's different. On October 29th, Benedito Campos and his 17-year-old wife... Dangerous. I hope Benny was 17 himself, or Max, 18. So Benny and Sylvia were at home when they spotted a silvery oval object emitting a green beam towards the room they were laying in. Because these two weren't pussy, they got up and they went to the window to look. And it was at that moment they knew they fucked up. The beam made its way straight to Sylvia, giving her a titty punch. (laughs) The titty punch was so hard that it threw her into a trance-like state. (laughs) You've given me an image of the... Is that the lady from Family Guy? 
No, it's just a just picture a random, of a random... I'm sure that's the mum from Family Guy. No, it's not. Definitely is. <laughs> in a slapped-like state. The mum from Family Guy has red hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, silvery oval this time. I'm just touching on that before we move on. Mm-hmm. Just because I'll forget it if not. Different colour to the red object seen earlier. The red fireball or the one on the beach? Both. There's the one on the beach, he said there was red lights under it. Not that it was red. And they're saying this one is silvery with a green light. Green beam. Mm -hmm. A beam is a beam of light. Light. Bitch. Checkmate. Bitch. Could be using different lights for different things. Well, now we're getting into advanced technology, aren't we? Different coloured lights. (laughs) What? What's going on with all the titty punchers? Who knows, eh? Titty punch. Sylvia was pregnant at the time. Oh, no. She suddenly fainted. Within seconds of her fainting, two entities allegedly truthfully entered the house carrying what seemed like a golden torch. What the hell is this? Mr. Moonwalker is showing me the front cover of what I believe is a book. J. Ben and the Golden Torch by Thomas Leeds, a boy without memories, an adventure he'll never forget. Well, he will if he hasn't got any memories, won't he? You silly bastards. I was literally trying to find like yeah, a golden torch to put in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, they felt you said something about electricity, didn't you? The three women that got titty punched, yeah. Uh, so it was like they were being hit by electric shocks. Constantly. Again, that is very different to the tired blood loss sensation that the others are feeling. That was when they woke up, though. Okay, so are we going to get into these people waking up? The beam again struck Sylvia. This time it hit her left arm at the wrist. Her veins then seemed to rise up <laughs> out of her body. God damn it. Swollen. They somehow made it to a neighbour's. Now, I'm unsure if the entities followed them or even interfered with them. But whilst at the neighbour's, Benny was briefly paralysed by a light beam. At this point, they got worried. Especially about a miscarriage. So they took a night boat to the Mosquero Medical Clinic and were followed by the UFO, which made no further attempt to harm them. Whilst they stayed there for three days, Sylvia recovered, but Benny was in a state of shock and depression for some days, with uncontrollable weeping and his motor functions disturbed. I don't know what to make of this. Obviously, she recovered so there wasn't a miscarriage. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good, at least. Is this UFO like a... You mentioned it earlier, an addict, it wants their life essence slash blood. Get so it's high. sucking it off and then following them for when it comes down. So I ain't going to hurt you. Just going to follow you. And then boom, sucking again Do as it comes down. Waiting to see if the uh, high is good enough. If it's not good enough, then they'll just go and find Move someone on else. Move to the next. I mean, that's that's really the only theory I've got at this point. <laughs> Testing different blood types to get high. This is a really unusual one. There was so much activity happening over Kolaris since August that some started to believe that the Chupa Chupas were trying to make contact with them. Senor Raimundo Ferreira Montiero, aka 
Mimi believes that the objects were coming from the sea. Ah, knew it. An underwater base he thinks is located in the Bay of Maraja in the region of Caldera. The locals would become so frightened that some of the women and children left whilst the men stayed. They lit bonfires, set off fireworks and would bang tin lid bin lids or similar together. They did notice later that the more noise they made, the closer the objects came. So it's like they're curious and sentient. Oh, it's just two photos of these they actually people saw taken. Mm-hmm. Ah. So they look kind of like a meteor falling, the small one. As it burns up in the atmosphere, but it's black and white, so it is quite hard to say for definite. Sorry, I'm just thinking, getting ideas together in my head. Were they trying to get the things to come towards them? I think is they that would... why they were making the noise to because <clears throat> the woman and children went away, and they were like, "Focus on us, don't get the woman and children," kind of thing. I think they were doing that to alert people that the. Oh, that they were there. Troopers were there. Uh, sorry, my mistake. Possibly trying to scare them off. But by doing that, they are actually attracting them and we're about to get there. These are vampires. <laughs> Vampire. Vampire. Doesn't chupacabra mean... Suck. Um, yeah. Goat sucker or something, isn't it? Chupa, chupa. But you haven't explained this to be chupacabra. No, I haven't. You said chuppa chuppa. You the lollipop. called them vampires. And then... If a really chupa. pale vampire were to be flying through the sky and someone with a flash on their camera took a photo from the ground, you couldn't say that these photos wouldn't look like that. I can 100% say that. Because vampires don't have a reflection, therefore cannot be caught on camera. But they're not looking in a mirror. They can't be caught on camera. Cameras are digital. They can't be caught on camera. Do Does it make a difference between analogue and digital? <laughs> Do vampires show up on digital cameras? You'd have to ask a vampire. Well, they do on what we do in the shadows. And that's the closest to real life that <laughs> I have. <laughs> but! I love... Uh... Real world theory on uh, non-existent creatures. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's getting serious. Earlier we mentioned that some had been hit by light rays. Well, these people were examined by a physician. Hey. Dr. Wellade. Aid. Sesame Carvalho. Let me say that again. Dr. Wellade Sesame Carvalho. Dr. Carvalho took blood samples from the victims and concluded that they had suffered from generalised hypothermia, superficial chronic headache, burnings, intense heat, nausea, tremors, giddiness, asthenia, along with small orifices in the skin where they had been hit by the rays. Every single one of them also suffered lesions to the face or thoracic area. Intense reddening of the skin, hair would fall out, and skin would also turn black. There was no pain, only a slight warmth. 
These injuries are injuries you would likely receive after being exposed to radiation. I was just thinking that. The victims describe being immobilized when they... The victims describe... Words. The victims describe being immobilized. When they tried to scream, no sound came out. The beam felt hot. Barely tolerable, and after a few minutes, the light retracted. There are many who feel that since that day, their health has never been the same since, suffering migraines more often than before, or just generally generally feeling off. Dr. Carvalho was very sceptical about the occurrences of the Chupa Chupa, but after dealing with the victims, hearing their stories, and seeing their injuries, she has been convinced and equipped with the increase of her people (laughs) (laughs) with the increase of her people I started to give more attention each time in the existing injuries I saw things that do not exist in my medical books as you started that section I was thinking a lot of these issues are self-reported and there's no way you could actually prove them but then you got on to the skin lesions and whatnot, and I was thinking, shit, that sounds like someone's getting hit with a beam, damn it. <laughs> only these people said they had. Only one doctor, though. Did she call in other doctors for a second, third, fourth opinion? Why are you looking at me so intensely? For asking such a silly question. Well, if you're seeing... Of course seeing... she did. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> If she's seeing things that don't exist in her medical works, she needs to be consulting other professionals. Otherwise, I'm querying her qualifications as a doctor. What if she's the only doctor on the uh, island? Then you get on the telephone and you call in an expert. No, to be honest, I don't know. Hmm. Do we have definite evidence that Dr. Carvalho existed? Yes. I spoke her name. I speak things into existence. She exists. Great hands. Um, tall. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, we're not going to have any like health records, are we? Because that would be protected anyway. Silly question. Oh, I've got nothing. The Brazilian Air Force, the FAB, <clears throat> spent over 35 days in the town and installed devices along the beach also. Senorita Albert Vilhena says that at the time everybody was scared of the chupa chupa and on one occasion a lot of people saw the craft it was round and luminous and at that moment an fab helicopter turned up the chupa chupa directed a powerful beam at the helicopter that was so bright that it forced it to land the air force air forced The Air Force attempted to chase the Chupa Chupa, but had little success. It seemed as if it was them being chased by the Chupa Chupa. How's that work? May 24th, 1978, a journal had been sent to report on the Chupa Chupa. One night, while sleeping in their car, they were awoken by a bright light. They jumped out and were surprised to see the light emanating from a craft above them. The light had pierced through 
the roof of the car. Oh, shit, son. They managed to get photos and claim that their newspaper sold them to a North American group. A nag. On another occasion, they managed to take a picture with a flash and the Chupa Chupa released a beam so vivid that it smashed their windscreen. Ooh. These photos are similar to the ones from earlier, black and white with a very white light blob, but this blob looks more saucer-shaped than the others. Does indeed. That's interesting. I mean, it could be anything. That could be an x-ray. Chupa, chupa. But interesting. So this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism from those that have studied the case. There isn't much, but one of the things that baffled most is how light would be able to smash a windscreen. Oh, yeah. If it was just a light beam. Another one which I I didn't forget to mention but wasn't brought up is how light could go through metal. Whoa! It's all just electromagnetism, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's all just waves. So, some Wavy. waves can go through metal. Have you ever seen light go through metal? <laughs> <laughs> How do monitors work? <laughs> I like coffee. <laughs> so, to summarise, we have the case of the Chupa Chupa in Calares, Brazil. There were multiple sightings of objects in the sky. It started in 1977. We had people who were hit by rays of light and fainted. And when they came to, they said it felt like the blood had been drained from them. We then heard stories from locals who had experienced different things. From short sightings to chases on the beach. We also heard about Sylvia who got titty punched from the green beam and then had an encounter with two entities. Entities. We had the ladies who got titty punched, and we also heard from Carlos, who thinks that the ball of light was trying to find a vein in his leg. Disturbing. We got a follow-up on those that had been hit by the beam, and the injuries they suffered before hearing the story of the FAB, and that... Hearing the story about the FAB had set up in the town and appeared to be chased by the Chupa Chupa, rather than being the ones doing the chasing. And finally, we heard about the Journo who was awoken by a beam of light coming through their car, and then on another occasion having their windscreen smashed by a beam of light following them taking a picture with a flash. Yeah, that last one sounds pretty much... Like bullshit, doesn't it? What if that was an act of war? Then where's the war? The flash, it was like, what if that was an attack? They thought it was an attack. It's like, so they shot back. Morse code for, come on, buddy. It's like, what's up, bitch? And they were like, boom, what's up, bitch? And then left them. Mm. It's hard. Well, there was no retaliation, there was no flashback. It's hard to unpick a potential motive for aliens if that were to be the case in this one they're flopping around random people possibly taking their blood but then disappear never to be heard from again 
Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they have increased their contact, taken more blood? <laughs> Did, I'm tired, man. <laughs> it's like early afternoon. It's not even afternoon yet. It's early morning, but it was my morning getting up with the dog. And my partner was out last night, so she came home early hours. And I'm just sleepy. I'm drinking coffee rather than rum. Might have hay fever. Being a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Am I? There's no way you're concluding this one's aliens. Absolutely no way. We do seem to get um, less silly ones in Brazil in general. Like, even if there's... I'm going back to Mardinho in my head there. Even if there's like unusual elements to it, it still it feels slightly credible. Yeah. But having said that, this one doesn't have any credibility. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. We can't verify the Air Force's involvement. We've got a couple of sketchy photos that could be of anything. It doesn't give me that feeling in my tum-tum. Well, I'm going to join you there. I think the whole thing is bullshit. Yeah, I'm not saying that it was aliens. Neither am I. There's not enough evidence. And those pictures are literally, it could just be a blur on a windscreen. Yeah. You've just gone up to a windscreen at night, taken a photo and enhanced it. Or just zoomed it in. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, there's no other proof. I mean... If the windscreen got smashed, why don't we have a picture of the windscreen? Yeah, where's the scientific analysis of that windscreen? Where's radar data from the area at the time? There's lots of missing gaps that, in the best cases, are filled in. We have all these people that were hit by the rays and suffered all these injuries, yet we have no physical proof of these injuries. Yeah, like, someone could have made this one up from start to finish, really, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. Just made loads of little stories and put them together to make it sound more credible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's just too much. I know in some cases we've done where we have said it is aliens, where we said it seems too credible and there's not enough proof to say otherwise. Say otherwise. This is one where there's not enough proof to say that there is. Yeah, there's not enough milk on the cornflakes. So for me, this is not aliens. Nip. Thank you for joining us for this week's probe of the Chupa Chupa. Our socials are Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast, Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and we also have our Facebook group Extraterrestrial Towers. There you will find like-minded souls and mummy memes. We are also on Twitter at But It Was Aliens and on Patreon forward slash but it was aliens that's it from us today as always i have been the walker of boons and he has been the great one the tall bearded gray one with gray nuts ah chupa chups baby chupa chupa remember the truth is up there hash tag 